Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 12 of Money Talks. JT here, the co-host. We are joined by the actual host, Asen Kirilov, who I'm slowly moving in on, and our newest and first victim. Some call him El Jefe. Some call him Jeff. Some call him the Hyena Lord and Master. But his name is Jeffrey Weatherford. Welcome, Jeff. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate you all for having me. It's been a little long time coming. So, yeah, you know, I'm happy to be here, happy to tap in, happy to shed whatever light on any subject I possibly can uh, on the show. So, yeah, let's get it Amazing to have you on, buddy. Amazing to have you on. Um, So if you guys don't uh, know anything about this particular show, we divulge in secrets and mysteries that we tend to expose. <laughs> no, that was the expo, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, what we do is we provide you guys with content uh, pretty much on every single episode that you may have heard so far. If not, regardless of where you're listening to us or watching us, uh, we always tend to provide little tips, tricks, and helpful little things. Uh, but on today's episode, we're going to do something different. We're going to do something special just for you guys. So Jeffrey is here with us to um, shed a lot more light on other subjects that we haven't actually explored. However, we are going to keep it cash as we always do. But um, just to kind of kick the episode off, Jeffrey, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, buddy, and how it is that you came to be the person that you are today? Appreciate you, Austin. Appreciate you, JT. So it's been a journey. There's no um, there's no short story about it. Uh, being an entrepreneur is like birth through fire and flames in every, every point that you go to. Uh, you know, it's really glamorized at this point, uh, being independent, uh, making money outside of a nine to five and non-traditionally. Um, I haven't had a nine to five um, since 2016. So going on five years now, I have been a children's book illustrator, uh, a poet, spoken word, performer, musician, music promoter, uh, graphic designer, freelance, you know, basically just gone through the whole gambit of uh, entrepreneurship, like uh, even uh, connecting to gurus and furus, you know, the whole nine yards, uh, getting into digital marketing and that that was going pretty well. That's actually a fantastic skill that I still use. That's great copywriting and content creation, everything that you guys talk about. Mm. That's fantastic for the world that we live in. Um, it, and then it sounds I just like landed. you're a little virtuoso of old traits. Oh, definitely. I, I've worn many hats. Uh, not a lot of them fit anymore. I decided to grow my hair out. So uh, we're mainly working on the Forex and the financial literacy right now, helping people gain that that education and that, um, that skill to pretty much free yourself from the mundane and the normalcy of a nine to five. Um, it's not an easy journey by any stretch of the imagination. I'm not going to sit up here and uh, BS anybody. Uh, I've cried on the journey. You know, I've lost tons of money learning how to trade. Uh, in fact, in June, my collective, Jed, who's a part of that, the hyenas, uh, pretty much our community lost about like $30,000 as a collective because of a Damn. cryptocurrency fiasco. Mm. And, you know, uh, we're at the point where, you know, we understand that you have to risk money in order to gain money. And 
uh, I don't know what I'd be doing right now without without trading. You know, I've made uh, five figures this year trading, and I made five figures last year trading. So outside of my uh, children's book illustration and everything else that I do, so it's definitely been a blessing. Um, but it's also like a double-edged sword. It can cut you down really very fast if you if you allow it to. Um, you know, it, it's been a journey of stifling greed, uh, staying disciplined, waking up early, just being beyond the level of focused and dedicated that I ever thought I could be, honestly. Like at the beginning of this journey, I thought, uh, like I started trading a year ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, over a year ago, June 1st, 2020, I know the exact date because like the first week that I started trading, I made $250, like the first trade and it blew my mind like out of proportion about how trading was for like three months. I didn't know anything about um, non-farm payroll, you know, NFP. I actually started trading on NFP week on a Friday and I thought every trade was going to be like $250 in like four seconds. And I was like (laughs) skewed for a very long time. Um, so any traders watching this trading in the zone, definitely read that book. It'll help your psychology. Uh, I needed to read it early in my career, but instead I waited like three months, like after I had blown multiple accounts. So, but, but, so I'm, I'm curious, sorry, go on JT, you do, you go. So you, you mentioned you haven't been working a normal nine to five job for about, you know, three, four or five years since 2016. Um, there's a lot of people out there that are in different situations. So I'll kind of cover the different situations. First off, uh, there's one that are people currently working a nine to five job and wish they had something else. There's right. people that lost their job as because of the pandemic and maybe they were lucky enough to get on unemployment. There are other people that lost their job and don't have anything. You know, there, there's a lot of different groups of people out there what what is your perspective from you know being in your situation to having not have to go to work not have to clock in is it everything that's cracked up to be what advice would you give to different types of people that are maybe interested in that kind of freedom lifestyle absolutely i'm definitely glad you asked that because um at the beginning of this pandemic um i was used to living on like the edge in a sense you know a lot of people they feel like a job or being employed is like a cushion and then they got the rug pulled out like right from under them and they didn't know what to do. Um, and at that point, you know, there was a lot of like affiliate marketing, um, a lot of MLM, a lot of financial literacy, literacy stuff, digital marketing, that, that entire industry started to boom because of necessity, right? Um, and at the same token, like it's not easy to break through in these industries, especially having zero know-how. Um, is is extremely uh, romanticized, uh, especially Forex. Like I was twisted when I first started trading Forex. I thought it was gonna be like money in seconds and I was gonna get rich on every single trade that I made. And I knew nothing about funding. I was part of the MLM um, for about four or five months uh, moving forward in my Forex journey. And they didn't tell me anything about working to get a funded uh, Forex account. You know, they didn't tell me that there were prop firms available that would fund me, that I didn't have to keep burning my money, um, trading, trying to flip little accounts like, and they would tell you, you know, to recruit in order to fund your account. Um, So not saying that recruiting isn't a, a bad skill to have because 
I I can recruit people now. Like, you know, they definitely drilled that into me and, and Forex boot camp was more like a cult, really. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. Like, you know, like if you made one cent, go out and tell the people the good news. <laughs> so, you know, I learned how to uh, recruit. Um, I learned how to sell stuff. Like before the entrepreneurial journey, I was with uh, Billy Jean. I don't know if you if you guys know who that is. Uh, big digital guru, some call him a furu, you know. And uh, I made pretty much like he was my my first touch point in digital sales, where I had like my, my first breakthrough, right? Like it was bananas. I had cool. I spent like five dollars in ads, and I made like five hundred dollars. I was just like, all right, this is this is this is I'm. I'm it right now. Like, you know, I think it was uh, 30 Days of Genius. I might have met you in that group, Jed. Yeah. Well, yeah. actually, I think I met you through someone else, but that's originally, yeah, we were in the group together. We didn't know each other right. uh, about each other when we were in that group. Right. Yeah. So I was I was smashing it in the 30 Days of Genius. Um, and then I and then I ran into Forex. Right. And I totally stopped focusing on digital ads and the money that I was making from the marketing like dried up. Like because when you're when you're really like have a uh, not a small business, a local business. Right. Because no business is small. Right. Businesses is, is any business that you have is huge. OK. The, don't get it twisted. There's no such thing. It doesn't matter how few employees you have. Your business is huge. All right. So I was. Uh, a local business and what like one bad week of uh your ads running you know not converting can really shoot you like kill you dead in, in the water and so i was spending a bunch of money learning how to trade uh more often than not blowing my money like in the first early first early months of trading uh than not and yeah like ended up losing a lot of money like the first few months of trading i was like Around September, I was like, wait a second now. Like looking at my accounts, I was like, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta chill out with the trading. Yeah. yeah, like came up breathing and then started with the digital ads. And then that's when uh, we started uh, opening up membership for the Hyena Hut and started doing all types of more Forex and entrepreneur. We like mixed the, mixed the two together. And yeah. so we just added the digital, the digital, uh, what was that? Digital content creation, digital ads, all the all the digital media stuff added that okay. to the Forex. And yeah, we're still cranking with that. We got huge ad campaigns uh, in the mix right now and huge services. In fact, I'm not going to toot my own horn too much, but I honestly believe that the Hyena Hut is like literally the best community that you could possibly be a part of if you are in the trading community. Like legitimately, we have our own indicators, we have our own automated trading systems, we have our own trading strategies, have our own education platform. I don't know. I, it doesn't get much better than that, in my opinion. Yeah. So that's, that's my awesome. <laughs> can, can I ask you a quick question, though? Absolutely. Any Anything. Even though we just heard about all of the struggles that you've gone through, you know, and how difficult of a time it was for you to get to the point that you are in today, would you have done anything different? Um, uh, I think I would have pulled some crypto out before the dip early <laughs> in, in August. Definitely <laughs> that. But uh, other than that, nah, we're good. We're pretty good over here. Yeah. It's, good. A, it's a great skill to have. Um, been extremely blessed. Uh, you know, really 
I, I really, I, I can't, I can't even, I'm just blessed to be where I am. Um, I've been through a lot in my life. Uh, we've all, you know, we all go through turmoil and trials Absolutely. and tribulations to get to where we are, yeah. you know. I could, yeah, you know, definitely. That's my dog. <laughs> Hello, dog. <laughs> the little, little hyena. Little <laughs> be next week's guest. <laughs> oh, Hello. Oh, he's cute. <laughs> All right, JT. The, you got they're any just questions on the about podcast. They're on well, the podcast. Well, uh, I was just thinking, you know, Jeffrey covered some of his struggles getting where he is. Asen, what, what struggles have you been through getting where you're at? Quite honestly, because I have had a business of my own in the past where I created everything from scratch and I knew zero about business. Okay. I had a company that I ran back in uh, early 2010 is when I started it. Um, Well, technically I started it late 2009 and I started creating everything from scratch and I did everything wrong. Okay. When I say that I got an office before the business even started. Okay. Oh yeah. This, this is like a, something ambitious. A people, I love it. Though. A lot I of people it. don't know, dude, I was hungry. Okay. And I was not planning on giving up. Okay. Music has always been in my blood. Right. And I don't share this often enough, but um, I've always had the ambition to be involved in the music industry to some extent. Okay, um, I grew up uh, surrounded by music. You know, to me, music drives everything, no matter what we do. Okay, there's a reason why I've got this on. Okay, it's not just to hear you guys. Okay, music in general, to me, like if I don't have music going, it's like I'm not myself. Okay, but the fact is that um, I started everything from zero. And I've done that enough in my time to learn a few tips and tricks along the way. Okay, even prior to that moment. But I started from from scratch, you know, I found the office. Um, I taught myself how to do uh, website design, website creation, contract negotiation, contract creation. Um, I did uh, business association, everything. Okay, I started creating leads myself for the business. Um, I didn't know how to create a Facebook page, didn't know how to open a Facebook group, nothing. Okay, nothing, literally started from zero. Obviously I had a Facebook account like same as everybody else, but I didn't know nothing, right? I didn't know how to run ads. I didn't know how integrating the business into today's economy would be. Like, you know, all of these things, I had zero clue, zero idea, but you know what? Within the first year, the business went global. Right at that point, I had about 16, 17 contracts already agreed one year contracts with artists from all over the world under the pretense that we would release their music and we would be their distributor because it was a record label at the time. So a year after that, I had 32 artists from all over the world. Okay, and all of this, I was pushing and pushing and grinding and the the near enough 24 hour a day job that I had with two phones next to my head, you know, knowing that one could be one side of the world, the other one could be on the other side of the world. And obviously because of the different time zones, as you guys know, anything could happen at any point. So I was like always on the go, you know, and it was something that although was extremely difficult at the time, I still kept pushing because I knew what I wanted to achieve through this. 
unfortunately, uh, it came at a really bad time when the business was doing as well as it was. You know, um, I think it, it pretty much turned into like a quarter of a million business at that point. Mm. And I had to shut shop because my mum unfortunately fell ill at the time and my business partner screwed me for about 50 grand. So um, due to all of those things happening simultaneously, um, and I had to kind of st step away from the business itself, mainly to take care of my mom at the time. Um, I had to pack up a shop, you know, but the fact is that everything that I learned during those, even though to some people two years is a short period of time, to me, it felt like a lifetime because of everything that I was going through. Um, it was something that has taught me a very, very valuable lesson in life and it's Regardless of whether you know what you're going into or not, as an entrepreneur, we always bite off more than we can chew, right? We always try and think about, okay, I'll do this, and whether it's something I can do or not, it doesn't really matter. I'll deal with that later, okay? I just need to get my feet wet first, okay? We have always done that in this particular industry, and I think that's what makes us better, stronger, quicker, faster, and, and more adapt to our environments. So regardless of what anybody's going through, okay, there's always going to be people out there that are going to be worse off, okay? And I, since then, I've had the opportunity to, uh, and I should actually backtrack a little bit, because of that, because of what happened, I was lucky enough to meet the love of my life and have two beautiful girls. And I would not wish to be anywhere else other than here. I wouldn't change anything about the struggles that I experienced during that period of time because I'm a true believer that every single thing that happens to a person leads to a point in their life that they're supposed to be at. You know, so although we all believe the time is money, you know, there are mistakes that we have made. But in reality, all of those mistakes have led us to somewhere where we have to be. Okay, whether it was a lesson that we had to learn or a difficulty that we had to overcome to be able to achieve something which is going to be uh, beneficial to us, whether it's emotionally, spiritually, financially, whatever the reason, it was meant to happen. And I'm a true believer. What about you, JT? Well, how much time do we have? Uh, chapter one. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> so I think I mentioned it like on my first guest episode uh, before I was co-host. You know, it it started out, you know, it, it was bad when I was born, and then it just kind of went downhill from there. <laughs> um, man, my my childhood was was really messed up. I was raised in an environment where I was punished for wanting to help with house chores. I was punished for wanting to learn about money. I was punished for basically everything. Um, and then I, when I grew up into my you know late teen years, I fell into kind of a bad organization group of people that really messed me up in a lot of ways. And um, so by the time I was 24, 25, I had basically, you know, no marketable skills because no one ever taught me how to take care of myself for real. I was always dependent on someone else. And, you know, throughout that time where I was with this group of people, I was in a lot of like room and board situations. So I was technically working oftentimes 80, 100, 120 hours a week or more. Um, literally some, some nights I got like two, three hours of sleep and that was a good night of sleep. 
and um, I wasn't making any income. So at a certain point, you know, they had a major falling out with me and they really went out of their way to destroy me. Like it's, it's a miracle. I'm still alive because every, everything that they put me through. Um, so I ended up basically 25 years old, had nothing to my name, was basically homeless, bankrupt, traumatized, um, had nothing going for me. So I enrolled in school. Um, you know, I didn't know what to do, but I knew that in my current state, I couldn't do anything basically. And on top of that, I had a lot of like physical health problems. So like working was even difficult, um, through a lot of that. So as basically school was my great reset in my life, you know, it was like four or five years where I had a place to live. I had food, I had time to deal with, you know, all the crap that I'd been through. And during school, I learned about um, Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and this whole idea of there's ways to make money without a job. And I'm like, well, this is great because <laughs> I can't work a job. You know, I need some other source of money. So for the last, you know, several years, I've been doing everything I can, investing in myself, trying to learn, you know, marketing, sales, trading, anything to, you know, be an alternative source of income because I desperately needed it. And, you know, it's funny because I, I, I had the foresight to see that, um, whereas a lot of other people, they were reliant on a job and the pandemic hit and they ended up in the same situation I was in, but they didn't have several years of preparation for it. Mm -hmm. So in the end, it, it kind of ended up working out, you know, when you're, you know, in the land of the blind, the one-eyed man is king, right? <laughs> so when, when the whole world went to hell, at least I was, you know, in a familiar environment. So it didn't really bother me or affect me too much. But, you know, it has been a great struggle to get where I am. I'm not fully where I want to be, but I'm definitely further along than I probably would have been if not for the things that I went through. So what's the take on this whole situation. Don't be me. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't yeah. do it. Say no to Jeff. <laughs> what do you think, Jeff? What's the take on this? I think you've uh I think you're a pretty like amazing person, like low key, Jed. Not even low key, you make me laugh. So I, that's a I think anybody who makes me laugh is pretty cool, usually. Yeah, you and haven't well, done I'll me bad. Do yet. it more often. Yeah, you haven't done me bad, so you're you're pretty cool with me, baby. <laughs> yeah. I, I and we got another play. Austin Powers voice going on here. <laughs> <laughs> no, That's but uh, seriously, the things yeah. that we go through, we we grow through. Um, mm, you know, we, like you you said, you had a traumatizing childhood. I'm no different. Um, I was I was raised in a great environment, but unfortunately, the environment that uh, we are we are raised in doesn't necessarily mean you're protected or anything no. like that um you know your parents can only protect you so much from the world and when they're not around things can happen so um i was messed up for like a long time growing up like i really didn't care about anything for like the majority of my younger life like until i was like 23 probably 24 and then like uh, right. it was like it came to a giant giant shit storm uh, essentially and like my life exploded and I was reborn <laughs> that's, that's, that's it's the a thing, circle of strife exactly <laughs> yeah so it's just uh, I'm really 
blessed to be here because I was a different person when I was younger. Weren't we all though? Weren't we all different when we were younger? I mean, I was a total nerd when I was younger. I don't know what you think about me, but I was like a thousand, thousand times worse. (laughs) But dude, (laughs) nerds are cool now. That's the thing. Nerds are cool. We're all right. Reading comics and manga, yeah, (laughs) anime, all that, all that stuff is like in. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look at how much it goes for nowadays on the market. Holy crap! Like a completely different industry now. As opposed to what it was like 10, 15, 20 years ago, you know? Right. People the sell them thing, NFT, yeah. like Microsoft paint things for like $30,000. Right. Exactly. But think about it, right? It, there, there is total sense behind NFTs. And I know this is a whole, you know, other subject and everything like that. But NFTs, I personally believe, are the way forward because they, they represent something. It, it could be something from your childhood. You know, the originality of that moment in time is is what's going to give value to, to the particular object. You know, and it doesn't even have to be an object. It could be something digital, mm-hmm. you know, so it, it's going to be priceless. It may be priceless for you, but it's probably pr- priceless for a lot of other people as well. So it's kind of difficult to judge, but you could literally make a drawing and stick it on and, and like this is one of a kind and it's like five million dollars and somebody right. buy it. No, I mean I I love the concept of NFTs. I actually uh <laughs> I grabbed the, the domain nftworldbank.com like when it was like when I first heard about NFTs, I'm still holding it. Uh, we still we haven't really done much with it. We were initially using it for some cryptocurrency stuff, but we kind of have shelved that and it's just sitting in crypto space. But um, you know, being an artist, uh, the concept of having ownership and being like fans being able to kind of transfer your creative property in like a trading uh, card type of way and you to perpetually be able to make royalties off of each sale each transaction that's a, it's a beautiful thing to me so um you know i i don't i don't think that it's going to be adopted by the mainstream much like anything else in the crypto space because it's really just like way over people's heads at this point like some of the things i don't even understand and i've been in it for a long time so i don't even blame people for be like yo i don't understand it i'm like nobody does it's it's ever-changing isn't it, it it's exactly. constantly evolving and, and it's, it's so like, fast today it's is so one fast. thing tomorrow is something completely different but at the end of the day it, it is going to be something that i mean look you, nobody out there, I don't care who you are, nobody can refuse that this is truth, okay? The fact that Gary V was able to launch his platform for NFTs on, I think it was the 5th of something, I think it was 50505, right? He launched it and Ethereum skyrocketed it within a week because it uses Ethereum to, to right. trade, you know? You can't yeah. tell me that that little bit of something didn't make a huge impact on it. It okay? definitely did. These uh, these influencers, these mm. uh, these uh, niche lords that uh, yeah. are popping niche up lords. all over the internet, when they talk about these cryptocurrencies, they, they explode or when they do a project that's concerning mm. them, it, it's, it's to the moon, as they say. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Right? And I, I don't know if you've been trading when Elon has made a made a tweet about any mm. cryptocurrency, but 
Yeah. That, that dude needs to be tried for murder because he slaughtered yeah. those markets. Yeah, yes, he absolutely. Did. He literally, like, we were trading Bitcoin one night, and I think all he did was made, like, we were in sales on Bitcoin, and he said, just posted Bitcoin. And that was it. <laughs> and Bitcoin, we're like, what happened? <laughs> through, the, through the roof. Yeah. Instantaneously. It's so simple to do it. And that's the thing. It's like the, the Spider-Man slogan. With great power comes great responsibility. And some people don't even know the huge volume of power that they have over the markets. Right. You know, it's something so simple. Whereas back in the day, do you remember like 20, 30 years ago? I mean, obviously, I would, I'm, I'm, I would have been six years old at the time. But the fact is how different everything was back then. How not as influential uh social media was i mean it didn't it basically didn't exist at that time right. but that type of network of people uh, everything was based on companies how what who who was getting indicted and stuff like that and those type of things would actually affect uh, a company's values stock stocks and stuff like that nowadays it's like all it takes is one person to say bitcoin and right. the, the market goes crazy right, right. you know so you got to think all these little things now are, are going to make such a huge difference in, in what is happening in our day-to-day -day lives. And people aren't even woke enough to, to understand that. Okay. They're sleeping until 12 o'clock in the morning when uh, the other side of the coast has already been making decisions for the past four hours uh, in, in regards to what happens in their life. Right. Like, what the hell? You know, and, and this is what people don't get. It, it's, it's things like these that really wind me up because it, it's so simple, so simple, but nobody, not a lot of people understand that other than people like us that are in the field. Right. It, it reminds me of, um, I think it was like the 1600s or the 1700s, somewhere around there. Um, it, there was what was called the, uh, I don't know what it was called, it, was, it involved tulips, like the great tulip fiasco. I, I don't remember the exact title. Yeah. I think I know what you're talking about, where like the prices of the flower just skyrocketed. Oh, yeah. like, like people people had multi-million dollar mansions comparable today, like 20 mm. bedrooms, bathrooms, party halls, yeah. you know, social, like you, you like the Vanderbilt Manor, mansion yeah. or something like that, like serious mansions. And they were trading their entire estate, mm. not just the, the building, but their entire estate, their servants, their livelihood for one flower. A freaking tulip like it was crazy it was serious. you know the, the great tulip bubble and oh, wow. like it sounds ridiculous you go in the the history books it's there you know people completely collectively lost their minds <laughs> and <laughs> and started like anyone who had a tulip became a an overnight god and it got so bad like one day the the entire market just collapsed and the tulips were no longer worth anything and so everyone <laughs> like there was like this huge wealth transfer and you know some people were smart and they were on the right side of like this is a lot more important than a flower but you know a lot of people were not so they lost quite a bit why wow. <laughs> right. jesus yeah. christ that is mental i haven't I, I i gotta admit i haven't heard about that before i i i seem to uh remember something super vague about something like that but i didn't know the actual story look it up like it's it's there it's it's yeah, crazy right absolutely crazy <laughs> Oh yeah, God. we can give power to anything. If somebody deems something, but all it just takes is that collective 
dissociation with your with yep. reality, I guess, to deem a flower profitable. Yep. Um, yep. But you know, I mean, look, whatever, whatever it takes. Uh, look at crypto. Crypto had zero power. Right. It had zero power when it started. Nobody even knew what the hell it was. And right. look at what it is today. It's literally what one of the greatest commodities in our, in our, in our day and age. Right. Massive. Yeah, that, that is that. That's an important point because there are some people listening. We, we talked about having a job, not having a job, but everyone in their mind relies on either the U.S. dollar or their own country's currency or yeah. some combination of the two. And what they have to realize is, I'm not going to say that the dollar is going to fall, so I don't get labeled a conspiracy theorist. I'm just going to say, if the dollar falls, you have to realize that the only thing making the dollar or any currency valuable is a group of people saying this has value. The second that changes, it will be absolutely worthless. And you better have a backup plan. That's Whatever true. it is, skills, assets, whatever you have to have a backup plan or you are screwed and out of the game already yep. give this guy a hand because that is right. absolutely true Mic drop yeah absolutely <laughs> and no nobody realizes this because in reality somebody thinks of 100 bucks 100 bucks is nothing okay it's mainly nothing. because you can't eat it it's a piece of paper it doesn't have actual value okay it's right. the value that people give it that creates the value it's kind of like a service Okay, if, if you're performing a service, you're, you're valuing that service as opposed to how much it costs to you and, and how valuable it is to you. So if someone comes and does an MLT on your car, they're going to charge you a different price as what the next guy will because their time is what they actually value. Their skill set, of course, as well, but it's their time. Okay, and then that's the one thing that, that is the biggest thing that people I think a lacking understanding of because time is something nobody will ever get back. Forget the service for a moment, forget the product, okay? It's your time, okay? It's the one thing that's constant, that is always ticking, but you will never get back. So you can do whatever you wanna do. You wanna invest in crypto, invest in crypto. You wanna, you know, go and buy a house, buy a house. Nobody's gonna stop you from doing that. Obviously you need to have financial backing for it, but regardless of which, it's your time that you will never get back. Everybody's trying to, you know, create their footprint in their lifetime and do all of these things. But think about it. What's the one thing that everyone always wants more of and can never get? Now, I, I reckon if someone found a way to actually do that and, you know, give people a year or two here and there, you know, that would be a business to be in. Yeah, just take the batteries out. You'll stop time. <laughs> True. So I think we're coming towards the end of our time. Jeff, do you have any final things you want to say? It's been a definite pleasure having you. Um. Yeah. Absolutely. absolutely. I think what you are, what you all are doing right here, is necessary for the community that you're working to reach. Because, like I said, I can I can say this an infinite amount of times. The entrepreneurial life, any. Uh, non-traditional life is hyper glamorized in social media they literally just make it seem like rainbows and teddy bears and nothing about the shadows and spiders and bats and and bears and wolves and all the the horrible treachery that is out there um so yeah. you know if you're on this journey um the one piece of advice i can tell you is to just do your i know it's not it's, it's gonna be ultimately cliche but do your best to stay positive and understand that you wake up every single day 
with a chance and a choice. All right. And all you can do is run with that, with that chance and that, and that choice to continue. Okay. So Boys, I appreciate the time. Um, keep doing what y'all are doing. I'm going to tap in whenever I can and help to add value whenever I can. Awesome, dude. We would love cool. to have well, that, you. Well, that's what happened then. to me. I started out as a guest and now I'm a co-host, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we, we move fast over here. <laughs> yeah, we that sounds we don't awesome. waste no time, baby. We don't waste no hey, time. Ain't got time to waste. <laughs> Jeff, it's been amazing having you on the show, buddy. Thank you very much for Likewise. sharing. Likewise. Appreciate sharing it. those little nuggets with us and sharing your time with us. Hopefully, you guys have got... Um, some amazing insights from all of uh, the conversations that we've just had and uh, i hope you're all staying safe out there feel free to check us out on facebook youtube um, spotify all of the major platforms we're all on there also feel free to get in touch with uh, jeff on facebook as well if you guys have any questions shoot us a message across we'll be happy to reply and help you guys out however we can for myself, Asin Kirilov, Jedidah Thomas, and Senor Jeffrey, thank you very much for being Appreciate with us today, you. buddy. Have a great mm -hmm. day, everyone, and we'll speak to you guys soon. Bye-bye.